Welcome, everyone, to the Score Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Boone, the lead fantasy analyst at The Score. We are back in the regular season routine now, which means on today's show, I'm going to be going over some of the waiver wire pickups, some guys you should be considering before week one, guys you might want to add over some of the players that you took in the final rounds of your draft. And there's a lot of intriguing names out there in most leagues still. Before we get to that, though, I always like to go over my regular season content schedule just so that everybody knows what they can expect each week between now and at least early January. So on Mondays, I'm going to be doing this episode that comes out late morning, early afternoon. We'll go over the takeaways from Sunday's games. We'll go over the roundup of the notable injuries, and then I'll take a look at the top waiver wire pickups during that show too. And I won't talk about every waiver wire guy. I mean, you'll find all of that in my waiver wire column, which goes up Monday night, normally during the Monday night game. And in there, I go over 50, 60, sometimes 70 players that you could consider depending on the size of league that you're in. I only look at guys that are available in 50% of leagues or less. So if in your league, somebody above that mark is available, that's going to be on you at that point. But I don't see much value in talking about guys that are over 50% rostered. And I do cover the obvious names that are right around that mark. And I go all the way down to the stashes who aren't rostered in any leagues. And I know that might seem like a lot, but I assure you that there's people like myself who play in very, very deep formats where you're just trying to scour the waiver wire for any breadcrumbs that you can find. And I try to hit on all of it in my waiver wire column so that everyone's covered. So that's Monday. Then on Tuesdays, I'm going to do another podcast episode. We'll do a different topic each week. Early in the season, it's probably going to be a lot of takeaways because there's just so much to learn from each week's game. So I'll be trying to cover all of that in those episodes. And then as the season goes along, we'll venture into other topics. And then also on Tuesdays, that first version of my weekly rankings, it comes out normally around 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. Eastern. But I will always have it up in time for you to check that out before you finalize your waiver wire claims. And then on Wednesday, we'll be doing the weekly preview show where we bring on a guest from the industry. We go over the biggest questions entering that week's slate. I also put out my in-season trade value charts on Wednesdays. And depending when we record the podcast that day, when my guest is available, the trade value charts might come out in the morning. They might come out later in the day. It's just going to be flip-flop depending when we record. So don't worry. On Wednesdays, you are going to get those. I know everyone asks me. They want to see those as early as possible. I will definitely have them out at some point on Wednesday. On Thursdays, the updated version of my rankings goes up, and that'll be late morning, early afternoon. And then I'm going to add, this is new this year, a mailbag show on Thursday afternoon. So be on the lookout Wednesdays. I'll be asking for questions. I'll probably do that on Twitter or X, and you can find me there, at Justin Boone. And then I'm going to update the rankings again on Thursday night, like I always do when the inactives come out before the game. I'll jump in. I'll make sure to do one more sweep so you can check back if there's an injury situation that impacts your lineup, something like that. The rankings will always reflect that. And I normally tweet them out again at that point. So you can just keep an eye on my Twitter account and you can jump into the link there if you need to. On Friday, I post my start, sit, stash, quick column. So that one has four start recommendations at each position four players who you should probably be trying to sit if you have other options that week. That means 32 players total in the start sit section. And then I mentioned a couple guys who you should probably be trying to stash kind of as a preemptive pickup before that week's games, get a head start on your league mates so that you're not bidding against them for those guys. It's just guys who I think are going to have a big week or guys who I think's value is going to go up 
over that weekend. So always keep an eye out on those. I've had some good success with the players in that section. And at the very end of the article, I always mention a player or two who I think you should give up on. Either you could try to trade them away at that point and get a little bit of value, or maybe just drop them outright. We'll also be doing our Friday afternoon show where I go over all the injury updates, get you caught up on anything that might impact your lineup for that week. Always like doing that one. And that brings us to Saturday, which is the only day where I'm not going to be posting any content, but I still will be working on the rankings because news does come out Friday night into Saturday. I'll make sure the rankings are getting updated and then I'm up around 4 a.m. on Sunday morning and I'll be going over all the overnight reports from Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport and all the different beat writers and we'll bake all those in and I'll get an updated version of the rankings published around 8 or 9 a.m. Eastern on Sunday morning. Then, like we've been doing for the last few years, I'll take over the score's main Twitter account, 10.30 a.m. Eastern, help you out with any last minute decisions that you might have there. It'll be the usual mad dash, you know, try to answer answer as many questions as possible. It's always a fun time. Don't get me wrong. It's just me furiously typing as fast as I can. So I got to remember to have my coffee before that one. And then after that, we get the inactives for the main slate of games. And I do a last rankings update that normally gets published around noon or so. And I do keep tweaking a little bit before kickoff. I mean, sometimes we do get reports from pregame injury news, a surprise starter, you know, guys getting hurt in warmups, that sort of stuff. So I'll make sure that everything is up to date on that news as well. And then at 1 p.m. Eastern, I finally get to take a breath. I get to relax a little bit. I get to watch the early games. And then once that afternoon slate kicks off, that's when I start working on the next week's content. So that's what it looks like for me for the next four months or so. Now, there aren't really any takeaways to talk about this week because we didn't have games this weekend and we already did preseason takeaway episodes. We did preseason risers and fallers last week. So today we're going to take a look just at the top waiver wire pickups and it tends to be a little different when you're heading into week one because we don't have as many injuries to deal with. We don't have bye weeks. You just drafted your team so you shouldn't really have many adjustments that need to be made but there are a bunch of guys like I mentioned off the top who are still available in most leagues who I think should be on fantasy rosters. Guys who I think could have value this week and some who I think could have pretty big seasons this year. So let's start with quarterback which is pretty interesting this season. I mean, you have a locked-in top eight with Hertz, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar Jackson, Burrow, Fields, Justin Herbert, and Trevor Lawrence. And then after that, you got upside guys like Anthony Richardson and Daniel Jones and Geno Smith. You can maybe even throw in Tua or Deshaun Watson. All those guys could crack the top 12 this year. And then behind them, you got some boring options. I mean, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, but they're really steady veteran types who could be QB ones too. So that puts you at like 16 quarterbacks, which means in most leagues, if you're just starting one QB, you don't really need to look at the waiver wire yet. You might even have two of those guys on your team. So you really don't need to pick up anybody, but there are some guys who I think have potential to challenge the names that I mentioned there. And one of those guys is Sam Howell on the commanders. And he has a really solid supporting cast offers something with his legs. We've talked about him throughout the preseason. He showed poise in that one start last year. He showed poise in the preseason this year. He's somebody that I think you should watch as a possible fantasy starter this season, a guy that could get in to that top 12 in big part because of the rushing upside, but also because of the talent around him. And he's only rostered in 22% of leagues right now. Uh, Jordan Love on the Packers, he's available in the majority of spots. He's got a similar setup to Howell. I mean, he's got a good group around him. He's got a quality system. 
Bryce Young, he's an unknown, but I believe in that talent. I think it's just a matter of time before he's going to actually figure out how to succeed in the pros. Whether that happens this year or not, we don't know yet. And I know there's a very low total on that Panthers-Falcons game, so that might make you stay away from Young this week. But he's somebody who I think could come on as the season goes along, so more of a stash play there. And there's a lot of guys, really, who are normally decent streaming options, but just have bad matchups in week one. And fortunately, like I said, you probably don't have to use them this week. So we will come back to them when bye weeks start, when injuries hit and all that sort of stuff. But the only other names that I think we need to mention here before we move on to running back are for two QB and super flex formats. And it's the Cardinals guys, the rookie Clayton Toon. He seems more likely to start week one since Josh Dobbs just got there, right? It'd be kind of surprising if he got there and within two weeks, they were trotting him out as the starter. It's possible that could happen, but both guys I think are going to get starts this season. They'll go with Toon off the bat. If he does well, they'll stick with him. If he struggles, then they can go to Dobbs. And either way, both of those guys should be stashed in those kind of formats. At running back, so there's a bunch of important backups that need to be rostered everywhere, and I'll get to them in a second. First, I want to talk through the Colts' backfield because we have the Jonathan Taylor situation. He's out for at least four games. Who knows what happens after that? He might get traded. He might not report to the team. He might come back and have an injury and sit out or hold in, as they say now. So Taylor is far from guaranteed to play for the Colts this season. That leaves Zach Moss, who started late last year for Taylor when he was out. He's still working his way back from a broken forearm, though Moss is, so he might not be back for another week or two. Then you have Deion Jackson, who also got some spot starts last year before he kind of had a falling out with that previous regime, but now he's getting a fresh start with Shane Steichen and his crew, and Jackson has been named as the week one starter. And then you also have the uber-athletic fifth-round rookie in Evan Hall, who's going to be Jackson's backup in the opener. So how are we approaching him for fantasy? That really depends on what you're looking for. If you need that immediate spot starter, Deion Jackson is the play. If your running backs are strong, but you want to take a chance on somebody that maybe could be more of a longer term option for you, I think Moss fits that bill as the volume dependent guy, the guy who they think is going to be back by week two or week three. And last year, he had decent yardage totals because he was getting a lot of volume in that backfield, wasn't doing much as a pass catcher, only scored one touchdown in that final month when he got that opportunity. But you look at what he did. 81 yards from scrimmage in week 15, 70 yards in week 16, 74 in week 17, 121 and a touchdown in week 18. So once he's healthy, Moss will likely be that early down grinder. And then Jackson and Hall are going to be fighting for the complimentary snaps and the passing down work. And Jackson is a flex in week one. I think that's pretty set. Moss, I think he'll be the flex once he gets back. And then Hall is more of a really long-term play because he's potentially the most talented of the bunch, certainly has the best profile. And if Taylor doesn't return to the Colts, they're going to be looking for who can actually give them the biggest ceiling. I think Hall's that guy. He's the one that I want to stash just in case he ends up getting an opportunity to be that lead back as the season goes along. Because if he does, I think he's going to excel in that opportunity. And the good news is you likely don't have to pay up to stash guys like Moss or Hull. Moss available 92% of leagues, Hull in 99% of leagues. And even Jackson, who projects to be that nice flex option this week, he's still out there in almost 70% of leagues. So you're not breaking the bank on any of them, but they all have a case to be rostered. And I have shares of all of them across different leagues, just depending what I'm looking for and depending how deep my bench is, because somebody like Hall, you need kind of a deeper league in order to stash him away. 
I also mentioned all the quality backups who are out there on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. Guys like Jalen Warren and Kenneth Gainwell, Tank Bigsby, Devon A-Chain, they're right around that 50% rostered mark that I use as a cutoff. So I put them in this week's column. They might already be gone in your league. Don't worry about it because there's a bunch of other guys you could look to as well here. Uh, Roshan Johnson on the Bears. He's only rostered in 16% of leagues. Tajay Spears on the Titans, 15%. Ty Chandler on the Vikings, 7%. Or if you want to go even deeper, Sean Tucker on the Bucks is only 2% rostered right now. All of those guys project to be the number two backs in their offenses, and all of them have massive ceilings if the starter does go down. In Roshan and Tucker's cases, they have a shot just to steal the starting job outright during the season if they can outproduce the guy in front of them. So don't let those guys sit on your waiver wires. I think that's a mistake if you do that. Try to get them on your bench if you got a spot. And there's lots of other flex running backs that I list in the column too that you could look at. One guy that I'm curious to see his role in week one is Kyron Williams on the Rams, especially if Cooper Cup is out. I'm anticipating that there'll be more pass catching work for Williams out of the backfield if that's the case, which is what we heard from the beat writers. They kind of hinted at that all summer that he was going to be used out of that backfield as a pass catcher. Now, if you got a guy like Cup sidelined, there's going to be some targets to go around. So Kyron Williams, an intriguing name just to keep your eye on. Over to receivers. And again, you have to take into consideration what you need. Are you looking for an immediate starting option? Are you okay with somebody who might have more upside, but that you're going to have to wait on? If you want that instant flex guy, then you can look to someone like Van Jefferson, who's rostered in 16% of leagues, but he very well might be the number one receiver for the Rams in week one because Cup's trying to recover from that hamstring injury that he aggravated. And Jefferson hasn't really exploded with his opportunities in the past, but he's a nice option if you need somebody right away. And we also don't know how long Cup's going to be out. He's seeing a specialist in Minnesota right now. He's still there today, apparently. That doesn't sound good. Normally, you don't go to a specialist out of town for an injury that's day today, which is what Sean McVay has been calling him. So Jefferson could be in your lineup for more than just one week, could be a couple weeks to start the year where he's the number one option in that passing attack. For me, I generally try to pick up guys who have that bigger ceiling. And so that brings me to some of the rookies like Marvin Mims on the Broncos, Jonathan Mingo on the Panthers, both second round picks this year, both guys who are already in the starting lineup. Mims could get an even bigger bump with Jerry Judy being sidelined. Mingo, he flashed in the offseason practices. He flashed in the preseason. And Mingo's only competition for that number one job in Carolina is an old Adam Thielen and a banged up DJ Chark. So you get in on the ground floor right now with both of these guys. And as the season progresses, they could turn into big time fantasy stars for you. I wouldn't start them right now, but I definitely want them on my bench to find out just how high those stars could rise in year one. And if you're digging deeper at receiver, Josh Reynolds is somebody that I've talked about a bunch of times throughout the off season, really produced at the start of last year. Then he got hurt. Now he's going to have a chance to do it again. Jamison Williams, he's suspended for six games. They have a shootout with the Chiefs slated for week one, big projected point total in that game. Don't sleep on Reynolds at all. He's somebody that could sneak into your flex spot this week for sure. And there's so many other wide oats in the article, but I'm going to make you check it out to go see them. I'm not going to list them all off here. Sorry. Uh, For tight ends, lots of great options out there. Some of these guys are going to end up being low end tight end ones for fantasy this season. I'll start with Juwan Johnson on the Saints. 
probably has the best chance to do it out of this group, you know, out of all these waiver wire names that I'm going to mention. 37% rostered right now, so it's getting up there a little bit. He had over 500 yards, had seven touchdowns last year, and by all accounts, he's really developed great chemistry with their new quarterback, Derek Carr, and Johnson has talked about wanting to take his game to the next level this season, and I think it'll take another big touchdown total for him to get there, but he showed last season that he's more than capable of delivering that. He also has a teammate in Taysom Hill who could be a streaming option for you, especially in these opening three weeks with Alvin Kamara out. So we might see Taysom Hill get a little more involved around the goal line like has happened in the past. And the Saints, they have the touchdown machine now in Jamal Williams. So that factors in as well. But regardless, when you're looking for a streamer, if the waiver wire is pretty bare, Taysom Hill is always in the mix and he is 15% rostered right now. So you could probably get him in your league. Jake Ferguson on the Cowboys, 32% rostered. He held on to the starting job in Dallas. It helped that the rookie Luke Schoonmaker was hurt during the summer, but Ferguson is the starter there entering the season, and he could step right into that Dalton Schultz role in this offense. We know how valuable that was for fantasy the last couple of years, so tight end one status, definitely within Ferguson's range of outcomes in 2023. And honestly, I feel like I could rattle off like, 10 or so streaming options who you could get as really solid tight end twos for fantasy on the waiver wire right now, but you probably don't need them yet. So if you want to see that list, you can check it out in the article. The same likely goes for defenses here, but if you're like me, if you didn't draft a defense and instead you took an extra running back or something, maybe you're looking to pick one up this week. So my list here, will start with the Jaguars who finished sixth in fantasy points scored last year among defenses. Don't know why people aren't giving them more respect this year, but they get Anthony Richardson and the Colts in week one. And I'm expecting very big things from Richardson, but we know that rookies also have a tendency to take a lot of sacks, to turn the ball over. So the Jaguars are a good option this week. Uh, the Seahawks, they're going to be facing the Cooper Cupless Rams. I really like them. The Vikings going against Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. Always good to bet against Baker. Uh, the Falcons against another rookie quarterback and Bryce Young. And as much as I talk about how I love Bryce Young, he's still going to make mistakes in the early going. He's a work in progress here, like all these rookie quarterbacks. So lots of choices for you on the waiver wire among defenses there. And if you're searching for a last minute defense, don't panic. You could pick from any one of those teams and you'll do just fine this week. But that is all for today's show. If you haven't drafted yet, you can still go check out the Score Fantasy Football Draft Kit, which is free, has all the content that you need in there to crush your draft, rankings, everything else. It's all up to date. Make sure you're using that stuff for your drafts in the next few days. And be sure to read my full waiver wire column, which is going to go up Monday night tonight and will be up every single Monday night for the next 17 weeks. It's the one-stop shop for all your waiver wire needs. And then the first version of my week one rankings will be up on Tuesday, like I said, and I'll be back with a bunch more shows this week. But until then, I've said this before, but big thanks to everybody who consumes my content. We've made it through another off season here. I'm always blown away by the numbers we do in what's supposed to be the quieter months of the year for fantasy football, but we're bringing in huge views year round. The numbers keep going up year after year. So thank you to everyone for supporting what I do, the rankings, the articles, the videos, this show. I hope you realize how much I appreciate it, and we're going to get after it again this year. We're going to get ourselves into the fantasy playoffs and hopefully bring home some titles this season. So big thanks to all of you for that, and we will see you next time. Said leave on time, my baby, said leave on time. Leave on time with me tonight, said leave on time.